are now listening to Wisdom from North podcast with me, Jannike Einias. Here I will explore topics such as metaphysics, spirituality, personal growth, and in general, how we can create good lives for ourselves. My intention is to find some answers, but perhaps more importantly, finding new questions to ask, because there is always something new to discover in this wonderful universe that we live in. In Wisdom from North, we're passionate about helping you take your spiritual growth to that next level. That's why we are collaborating with some amazing spiritual teachers and partners who offer free webinars and classes. Go to wisdomfromnorth.com forward slash free. Disclaimer. The views and opinions expressed in this podcast belong to the guests and do not necessarily represent the views or positions of Wisdom from North or any entities they may represent. Now, please enjoy the episode. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hi, everybody. A warm welcome to your new episode on Wisdom from North. Today, you're going to meet a lovely teacher, a really wise woman, Connie Hubner. Connie has actually had a divine encounter with the Divine Mother. And in this interview, she was explaining how she was an atheist, but she was still on a search for God. And she's explaining the whole story in this interview of how she forgot all about it, but all of a sudden she had a divine experience of oneness. And later, she also experienced to have a meeting with the Divine Mother. And she has developed now a personal relationship with the Divine Mother. And she says she is conver conversing with her all the time. And she even asked some questions directly to the Divine Mother as we were speaking. So this is Connie's passion, is really to teach others that we can also communicate with the Divine Mother. And she's also one of our masterclass teachers in Wisdom from North membership, where she's teaching the class, learn how to be your own energy healer, 
which is really empowering us to understand that we have the power within to heal ourselves. And you're so welcome to join us if you're looking for a spiritual community with like-minded people and get access to more than 50 plus masterclasses with teachers that I have handpicked for you. Now, Connie is also the author of Divine Mother Healing, Vibrational Healing Tools for Your Mind, Body, and Spirit. But hey, who is the Divine Mother? Well, watch or listen to the interview to hear Connie's perspectives on that. Hello, Connie. How are you? And a warm welcome. Wonderful. So happy to be here. Thank you so much for inviting me. I'm really excited about our conversation because I know you've had some profound spiritual experiences that really gave some healing to my heart. And also your masterclass in my membership that you have provided is just beautiful. It's called learning to be your own energy healer. And you have a deep, deep meditation there that I did. And you speak about the divine mother. And I know sort of, I have a concept of the divine mother, but I haven't been so connected to that. And that seems to be a special speciality of yours uh, mm -hmm. that comes from uh, a deep place. It, it's almost like you were chosen to do this work that you're doing, but we'll, we'll get there uh, later on. What I would love to start with is actually your ex first experience, your first spiritual experience, because I heard this video of you where you said, I was actually an atheist. And mm -hmm. then my world shifted with this incredible experience that you had. So I would love for you to share that. All right. Okay. Well, uh, this was a long time ago in my my early 20s when I had that experience. And, um, you know, I had been questioning, you know, who is God? I'd been raised in a in a traditional Protestant, actually, in the, in the U.S. It's called Episcopalian. It's the, the Church of England that's moved to the U.S. Anyway, it's just a it's it's a beautiful church, but it didn't do much for me. I was just going because my parents went there. And um, I couldn't figure it out. Um, you know, who was God? What was God? And at one point, I in, in college, I was doing a lot of thinking about that. And I was on the back of a bus one dark night. And I um, was riding back to my campus on this bus. And I thought, okay, God, if you really exist, you have to show me. You prove it to me. Um, but until then, I'm not going to do any more prayers. I'm not going to, you know, do any, do attend your churches. I'm just going to, you know, have some fun. <laughs> and, um, and uh, if you want me to, you know, know who you are, show me somehow. And that's that. So I, I actually became an atheist and I kind of formally made a declaration to God, like, okay, I'm not going to believe in you until you prove that you actually exist. And so, so that was it. And I went on, you know, I don't know how long it was, maybe a year or maybe two, maybe three years. Um, I was in at college at the time, um, the university. And um, interestingly enough, I was studying political science. And the reason I studied political science was they had this uh, yearning to make the world a better place. 
And I thought, well, I'll, I'll learn about politics. I'll learn about government um, and see what I can do to, you know, to support change through that venue. So anyway, and, and at the other time I was in college, so I was just having fun and, you know, partying and, you know, whatever college kids do. And so um, when, when was I was, I was walking with a friend one day out in the, the beautiful countryside, and we decided that we were going to lie on our backs in this field, a grassy field, and just absorb the earth and all of the energy of the earth. And so we were lying there one day, and I was looking up at the sky, and I had been an astronomy buff. I really loved the stars. So I knew where the constellations were and, and you know, how they moved. And I decided to, um, even though it was the sun was out, I couldn't see the stars. I located in the blue where I thought they were. And, um, and I started just kind of flowing into that blue sky. And, and then the next thing I remember, it was like, I, I came back. I'm sure it, it, some people say, was it an out of body experience? And maybe it was, I feel like my body was somehow expanded as well, that everything was, was big. And I, I experienced just, it seems so simple to say, but it's a dramatic experience if you haven't had it before, where I just became one with everything, one with the universe. This Everything disappeared and I was just in this wholeness, this unity, this oneness. And I have no idea how long it lasted, but when I suddenly came back and realized, oh, I'm, I'm lying here on, this, on the ground looking up at the sky, everything had shifted. My whole worldview had shifted. And I said to my friend, I hardly knew how to talk about it. I said, I am one with you. And I'm one with the trees. I'm one with the grass. And even one with the space between us. Um, and, you know, he looked at me kind of quizzically. And, and I realized he didn't get it. And I thought, you know, it doesn't matter. I got it. And, uh, and so then, and I've never lost it. It's always been this awareness of being whole and one with everything. Did you want to so, say something? Yeah, I'm wondering. So there were no drugs, like no alcohol, no. nothing. And oh. you were just lying there. And uh, do you know how much time had passed? The, did you communicate uh, during this or... Was it sort of you zoned out and just were laying there and you were in your experience and he was in his bubble in no, a way? I wasn't communicating with him. I have no idea what he was doing. Um, and I was and I was like definitely not um, identifying with my body. I was identifying with with everything, with with spaciousness. Um I've since learned because I, this set me on a quest to to try to understand what it was I had experienced. And um, I started, I would, okay, I would tell people about it. And I was desperately looking for someone else who had had the experience. 
um, because I thought, am I the only one who knows this? Am I the only one that knows that everything is one and everything is unified? And, and um, so I was trying to find someone else I could talk to about it. Um, so I would try to talk to my friends and they, I could tell they didn't, they didn't get it. I, I would say, you know, we're one with each other. And they would accuse, they would say, oh, you're on a drug. You, you know, you better go talk to a psychiatrist. And this was in the late 60s or about, or actually early 70s. And nowadays, I think people are more savvy about these things. And I might not have been, um, you know, taken in the same way. I think they would have gotten what I was explaining because pe many people have had this experience and have talked about it. But at that time, I didn't know. I, I was like a complete newbie. I didn't know what was going on. I just knew that it was true. That's, and that's the only thing I knew. This yeah, is true. you definitely <laughs> received an answer. I, I I love that that you we you know we ask these questions and then we forget that we ask it, but the divine does not yeah. <laughs> uh, and, forget. And, and the other interesting thing is, yeah, that was that was my first um, revelation. It's like, oh, this is God. God is this unity. God is this whole everything. God is this unlimited, infinite presence and and people have talked about it that way but to experience it is is quite a different thing and it's beautiful and um oh i went through all kinds of confused thoughts about it like does this mean that i'm like jesus i have to bring a message to the world and and i thought oh no i'm i'm not going to do that i'm not that type and and so um but anyway I, and that actually when i had that thought i I thought I'd better be quiet about this. I'm I'm just going to learn more about it myself before I start pro proclaiming that I've got the answer. <laughs> um, so um, so anyway, that uh, it set me on a quest, and I started to, you know, try to find other people who were experiencing it. And I did not find a lot of other people. People would send me to books of the great of the great authors who had written about it. But most of these were just, were dead. They didn't, they weren't alive anymore. So um, finally I went to ashrams. I went to um, meditation centers. I went to, they had back there and it was called encounter groups. It was when it was the, it was the beginning of the self, um, the self understanding movement, the, the self investigation movements that were going on. Um, especially in the U.S., I, they were probably going on everywhere, but um, that's happened to be where I was. So, but I, so they, anyway, I, I definitely was at, actively seeking. And one time, um, I had heard about um, this man called Baba Ram Das. He was the former Richard Alpert, who experimented with LSD with Timothy Leary at, at Harvard University. Well, he had found a guru and now he was teaching um, about what the guru had taught him. He'd gone to India and found a guru. So I went to a couple of his talks and I thought, I want to look him in the eye because I, I thought if I can look someone in the eye and they can hold my gaze, we can meet in this 
space, this unbounded infinite space <clears throat> and experience it. And um, I couldn't find anyone who could look me in the eye. I would, I have to admit, I was a little bit intense about it. I would, you know, go up and stare at people in the eye. <laughs> it would be a little off-putting, I'm sure, but I was desperate to find somebody who could hold my gaze. And so I had an opportunity to um, meet him one time. And I thought, okay, I want to, I want to look at him in the eye and see if he's, if he knows what I experience. if he's experienced, it was more of an experience. If he's experiencing what I'm experiencing, because once you have that experience, you, you become a kind of fearlessness. It's like, oh, okay. I'm, I'm everything. Why am I afraid? That would mean I would be just afraid of myself. Um, and so then I, you know, that, that seemed ridiculous to me. So I was not afraid to go up to him and just, or anyone and look them in the eyes. But so, so when I went up to Ram Das, they call him, um, and looked him in the eye, he held my gaze. He was the first person I found in in a couple years who was able to hold my gaze. I was hoping and you were going to say that because I know who he is and he was an amazing spiritual teacher. So I'm very happy that he held your gaze. <laughs> oh, yes. Oh, yes, he did. And and I was, you know, so gratified. But the, the sad, I probably would have signed on with him and, you know, followed him around. But he was going back to India the very next day to meet again with his his spiritual teacher in india so then i again i was kind of left on my own um and finally i did find a spiritual teacher somebody said what you're talking about people experience in meditation so uh learn how to meditate and the meditation that was around at that point was transcendental meditation taught by maharishi Yogi. So I did go and I learned TM and, um, and I, you know, I, 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 I practiced the procedure. It was very settling and, and very nice and deep. And, um, I looked around, but I, but I was looking for a person who was experiencing it. And so I finally said to the teachers who were teaching it, you know, they, they were, they started talking about what they called cosmic consciousness that if you meditate long enough you'll experience this cosmic consciousness where you experience that you're one with everything and i i still wasn't telling anyone that i was experiencing that i was hiding that fact but i said do you know anyone who's experiencing it and they said well maharishi mahesh yogi is and so the, for the next year i figured i had to figure out how to go to see Maharishi Yogi. And I called my staring in the eye thing, I called it my, my oneness test. And I, <laughs> and so I, all I wanted to do was go and look Maharishi Mahesh Yogi in the eyes and see if he could hold my gaze. That was my whole motivation for going to his course. <laughs> Did you? I'm very curious right now. So, yes, I did have a chance to look him in the eye. And um, 
you know, he, I, he went, uh, I, I went to the class and it was a class to train teachers. It was a preliminary class to train teachers of, of TM. And so I, I went to the class and um, we were given an advanced technique and he had to check it. So there was a time when I was, was allowed to go up on stage and sit next to him and check my technique. And that was my opportunity. And so I did turn and, and look, look him in the eye and literally fell into this deep well. It, it was it was almost as if I had the experience again, except this time I wasn't I I knew about it. And uh, yes, I could tell he was experiencing this much bigger than I was. Um, you know, I feel like after having that experience with him, I had just dipped my toe into this wholeness, into this level of consciousness and he was like experiencing it grandly so so i did sign on with him um i signed on and and uh learned how to teach meditation transcendental meditation and for many years i that's what i taught um Could until have... i started getting interested in talking to god <laughs> that's the next that's the next all chapter. right okay let's take the oneness first could you explain a bit more about how it feels to be one and what that means and what that taught you you said something about that why would i not be afraid anymore how else did it change you what does it do to a person who has experienced this and what does it really mean like i can only Use my imagination in the sense, but I would love to hear more about the details of what that feels like. Well, for me, it gave me um, a tremendous confidence, like a solidity. And it took me out of my head, out of my intellect and into the heart and body, but primarily the heart because um, I had been in college and I was, you know, college students, the intellect is very active and we analyze everything and, um, you know, do all kinds of critical thinking. And, but what it did was it, it, it dropped me out. It's almost like my brain when, went silent. And then I, I dropped into this deeper field of me, um, the the heart truly i call it the heart um and uh but it's not just the it's not the small organ it's it's the big infinite heart and um there's a tremendous amount of love love and appreciation and and for me it, it a perception of how everything fits together of how all things are not separate, but there's um, a rhyme and a reason to everything. And so it's hard to judge something as being, well, I can't say I don't, I do judge things as being wrong or right. I, I would say I, I judge them now as being supportive to life or unsupportive to life. And the unsupportive to life I, I don't I don't want to associate with I want to associate with the life supporting life expanding things and so that was one of the things that this um 
experience sort of gave me. It was like, well, everything is fitting in. And, and when I, when I started to work with Maharishi, when I became a, a teacher and so on, he explained to me how the evolution of life, how everything in the universe is unfolding and how we are all a part of that evolutionary path and how our, our individual lives are expanding and opening and the experiences that we have even are for our growth. And this is an aside, but what I've learned since is that the experiences on the earth are some of the most intense, if not the most intense in the universe because we are so confronted it's almost like daily we're confronted with what we're going to choose are we going to choose to to tell the clerk in the grocery store that she that she gave us too much change and just pocket the extra change or are we going to be more ethical and say you know you gave me too much here's a couple a few dollars back um there are little things like that that we're constantly being asked and of course then the big things too you know the do i do i cheat on my taxes or do i do don't i and again no judgment but just that how those choices affect us this is part of our evolutionary path and um and we're all on that path whether we know it or not and what i've the experience i have had is that if you let is that the now there's so much knowledge in the heart and if you let the heart lead then you will make the what i call the divine choices the choices that expand you instead of contract you and or punish you now if you do get make a mistake you're you will get your hand slapped <laughs> And, but it's not God slapping it. It's nature saying, that's not evolutionary for you. That's not a way that's going to expand your experience of life and gift your, your gifts. It's nature. Um, yeah. yeah. That's an interesting perspective. So it's not the universe. It's not God. It's nature that is having that cause and effect in a way. Yes. Or yeah, but nature is God. <laughs> right, okay. <laughs> All right, that was sort of dividing the two. <laughs> All right, okay. You can, it is It is fun and useful to talk about it that way, uh, to, to make the delineations. And I've also discovered that sages and saints down through the ages will make those distinctions to help us understand. All right. Because when, when we say... You know, everything is one. It's like, oh my gosh, that's one big amorphous blob. And, you know, how do I maneuver through that? But then there are, you know, there's there are aspects of it. There's there's nature. Like you just, just. Um, yeah, that makes it. sense. Like we're one. Okay, cool. So we have, have the answer. Yeah. So now what? <laughs> now what? Yeah. <laughs> Am I supposed to get up and brush my teeth today? <laughs> yeah. So you started speaking with God. Um, uh, oh, I, I didn't know that, but I know that you you call yourself or you work with the Divine Mother. 
And yeah. that is, that seems to be such a deep passion within you to help people connect with the divine mother. So how did this happen? Okay. So, so <laughs> this is a sort of, so after I learned to meditate and I learned all about the evolutionary process and meditated for many years, I mean, I still meditate. It's not that I've dropped it, but this, what happened was my, my devotion to God started to grow. And I didn't even know it was devotion to God. I just knew my, I started to just love started to increase. And, um, and so much so that I wanted to meet the creator. I was experiencing the oneness, the wholeness. And this is what um, TM actually takes you into this transcendent, this the source of all life, that's pure being. The physicists have called it the quantum field or um, the unified field. And they've determined that it's from this unified field that all the high energy particles and uh, little, I don't know, they've got names for them. But anyway, these little particles that make up the nucleus of an atom and then atoms make up cells which make up matter that all of this springs out from this, um, this field, this unbounded, pure field, which is also the self with a big S, our true self, because we spring out of that too. Um, and uh, so anyway, there was a lot of study about physics um, when I was in the transcendental meditation movement, because Maharishi Mahesh Yogi himself has a, a bachelor's degree had he's no longer on the planet but had in a bachelor's degree in physics so he's always science oriented and i had learned to present this this spiritual knowledge in terms of silent science and that was really great for the the logical western mind and it helped people understand why to meditate and um how they they did all kinds of scientific research on people meditating and how it's, it makes you healthier and stronger and more um, centered and capable in life. So, um, but my heart started to grow and I thought, I want to meet God. I mean, Jesus met God. Jesus knew God. I was raised in a Christian tradition. Um, and, and even Maharishi was, you know, said, you can shake hands with God. And I thought, wow, I want to do that. <laughs> um, so, so I kind of went on this on another on a quest. Another quest. My life is filled with quests to try to because I wanted to talk to God. I called it um, searching for the kingdom of heaven, because they, there's this phrase, "The kingdom of heaven is within you," which I believe is originated from by Jesus, but many other great masters teachers have said, yes, the kingdom of heaven is within you. And I was experiencing this infinite spacious presence, but I wasn't experiencing like angels or, um, you know, other specific uh, heavenly beings that many people have talked about experiencing. So I wanted, I wanted that, but I did not want to speak to somebody I wanted to speak to the highest. I didn't want to speak to one of the, you know, the underlings. 
I, if I was going to, to seek God, I wanted to talk to God and meet God. So I started my own research and I didn't even tell my husband because if I failed, I didn't want anyone to know. So, so I would, my, by that time I had a child and um, when she took her nap every day, I would go in to do my heaven research and I would simply close my eyes and say, okay, where's the kingdom of heaven? I'm looking for it. And I'd say, Jesus, you said it's there. I've read in books that it's there. I'm ready. I want to, I want to have it. Nothing happened. <laughs> you know, I would go there and I would sit and it would just be kind of a blank darkness. And, um, so, but I did it anyway. I was persistent because I did believe that I believed what Jesus said and I believed what Maharishi said that the kingdom of heaven is within you. And I was trying to look inside. So, um, so I would sit there day after day and sometimes I would get very frustrated and say, you know, Jesus, you said it, it's here. Show me. You know, I would, I would really like rattle and shake the, the heavens. <laughs> or what I hoped were the heavens. <laughs> and um, and nothing happened. I was met with silence. So one day something happened. And it was a very simple thing. I was sitting there with my eyes closed, and I saw this little sparkle of light. And it was kind of in the lower left-hand corner of my inner vision. And I thought, well, Finally, something. <laughs> and I, I just started watching the light. And the light started to do things. It started to grow and expand. It started to um, show me what it could do. It, it would burst into like hundreds of different spots of light. And then it would come together again. And it would, it would rise up like a wave of light. And then it would disappear and it would become a soft glow of light. And light was, I, I got the distinct impression that light was communicating with me. It was saying, look what I can do. And, and so I started to watch it. And then every day when I would go into my heaven research, I would call on the light. I'd say, okay, light, come forth. And eventually it would show up and I would continue to watch it and it would just display all kinds of beautiful formations and, you know, some fireworks and then some just soft, glowing hues. And, um, and what I noticed was that I started to feel really good, that it was changing the way I was experiencing myself and, and the, the world around me. And so I thought, I thought, I wonder if I could use this in, in my activity when things aren't going so well. And um, <clears throat> so I created, a, I wrote down a few sentences about what light does. And it was, the light is pouring into me now. The light is filling me now. More and more light is opening within me now. And, and on and on, I just started talking about the light again and again and actually that became what is what are now one of my first 
tools, vibrational healing tools. It's the divine light tool, which I almost always begin with. And what I learned from doing that is that I could, I could activate light. I could manifest light. It, it did reveal itself to me in the beginning, but then I learned how I could call it forth. And so I started, I did it for myself. I did it for my daughter who of course, you know, babies just, they love it. They love things like light and love, but the big one was my husband who would come home from, from his office. And, you know, after a hard day's work, he would be a little grumpy and so on and tired. And, and I started pouring light into him. Not so he didn't know. I just would do it inside saying to more light is filling David now more and more divine light. And we'd be talking and I'd be going and more light is filling him. And I noticed he changed within a few minutes, actually. His whole demeanor changed. And so that gave me the idea that I was on to something. I was on to something that could really help people. Um, and, and I didn't even know, I now call them energy tools. So I started developing these tools. I developed divine, with, and they're all with divine qualities. Divine light, divine love, divine truth, um, divine grace. These are all divine energies that are slightly different um, in, in what they do and also how they feel. You, you'll get, you can get used to the feeling, the sensing them. But so, did, he, did this satisfy you? Was this the, your answer to the divine kingdom within? No. Ah, okay. I needed more. <laughs> I needed more. I still hadn't found the found the kingdom within me. I had just gotten a few tools to help me get there. And then I realized that I had some blocks. Um, it, it's like it's really like I was being taught by the light uh, that I had some blocks. My heart was congested. Um, you know, I was shy. I had been shy my whole life to, to do public speaking or, or really to, to, to share who I am to share who I truly am. And um, I would hide myself. I think many people do because often children get shut down. You say, no, you know, be quiet or that's not true. And, and children often have innocent expressions of truth that kind of embarrass like the, the adults, but they're true. And so, but anyway, you get, you're, you're, you're shut down many times when you're a child you kind of develop a tightness in your throat so that you don't speak out. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Plushcare.com slash weight loss. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. 
In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. It is you really want to say and who you really are. So, um, so I had that. I found that. And I had a lot of anxiety and so on. And so I use these tools, the divine light, to to clear myself, to open myself up. And it had a lot to do with my heart. My heart was very closed and hidden. I, I hid myself. Um, and so these tools, and I was given more tools. I, um, as I continued to work with the light, um, I would discover more tools to use. And so I, I went through a whole period of clearing myself. And I also introduce them to my friends. My, my, I have a couple sisters and my brother and I introduced them to them. My mother was even receptive. And then I went outside of my family, started sharing them with close friends and they all loved it. So, um, so, okay. So I'm, I'm doing these healings for people. Um, and as a result of my meditation practice for many years, I had learned how to go into that transcendental field, that, that source area, that source field where, where most meditation is designed to go. That's the point, to go from the surface all the way into that silent depths. Um, and so what I had noticed, and then by watching the light, is that I was able to perceive where that unbounded infinite source, that pure being, started to manifest into form. Um, and it literally was, let there be light. I mean, this was just so beautiful. It's a lot of the scriptural statements are, are true. I mean, when it's like, let there be light. And I would be there I mean, I don't know why I'm surprised that they're true. They, you know, but of course they, they're more true when you can experience them than when someone just tells you. So, so I started to experience how this light would emerge from this amorphous unboundedness. And it would be, and so one day, and I would used to watch it and it was beautiful. Um, one day I was watching it and this wave of light rose up out of the source and it, and then the wave divided. And then those two waves divided into four waves and they again divided and expanded. And at a certain point there was a, there were currents of light that would come off the waves and, and flow, you know, into the universe and I'm not sure where they flow, would, would flow. But all of this majesty started to occur and it get more and more light and more um, amazing like orchestrations of light. And, and I got the impression that these currents, would they were creating particles. So these particles create atoms. I, I, it came to me like, oh, the particles are the nucleus of the atom. 
And then the atom gets created and the atom creates whatever comes next, cells. Um, and then the whole material world begins. So, it, and I was just awed by this whole thing. And at a certain point, I, I, I said, it just spontaneously came out, who are you? I said that to the wave, who are you? Then immediately what came back to me was, I am the divine mother. I am creating the universe. And it was like, whoa, that was just overwhelming even idea for me. And yet I, I was watching it. And I continued to watch, you know, until it sort of subsided. And it, but then I, I realized, okay, I'm signing on with the Divine Mother. I want to learn from her. And so, and so ever since then, I have been, I have been studying with the Divine Mother, I guess you could say. Um, and, and what I learned is the Divine Mother is the birther of creation, just like, like any mother. And that I was watching this process of birth. And, and now, uh, when, I, when I explain who the divine, divine Mother is, the way I, I describe it is, the Divine Mother is that unity of the Mother-Father-God principle. And the Divine Mother, who has the power of creativity, very enlivened, very um, just in, in, inside, because that's what the mother does. That's what the mother energy does. It creates, um, and it creates with love. And so I've, I've been um, focusing on her because we need that so much in our world at this time. The Divine Mother energy is coming forth in the world because we need that. We, the world has become conflicted. It's become um, too you know, harsh and polarized. And the Mother is coming now to bring her family back together. And so you're seeing a lot of Mother or, and Divine Feminine expressions now because the Divine Mother is bringing the world back together. If anyone can do it, she's bringing her family back together into a harmonious, coherent whole because we definitely have um, lost that. What I'm curious about is that you went on a quest to find God, you know, the Divine Kingdom. And then you get an answer, this is the Divine Mother. But does does that mean that the the Divine Mother is God and why is God feminine in a way? Or is that, you know, God, we don't know what is, and Divine Mother is sort of below God in the hierarchy, and there is a Divine Father as well, and you well, connected with her, not him, or Divine Father. I'm asking her right now. <laughs> One of the things I've learned to do is how to communicate with her, and so mother, how do you want to, how do you explain this? Um, and 
talk about that now. Okay, here's, okay, okay, this is fun. Um, she's saying, okay, she's saying, yes, I am the divine mother. I am the, I she's saying first cause, I am the birther, but I birth based upon my relationship with what you call the divine father which oh. is the, the silent presence that's filled with potential for everything and i come forth out of there out of that potential with the creative the creative powers and and I create and I create many many divine beings archangels um what what some what some traditions call the gods the pantheon of gods and the gods have been recognized in many many ancient traditions um and many present traditions we are the thing to remember is that we are all one and that every culture has its own representatives of that divine unity and so that's who i am she's saying i am all of those things i am that unit like even look at the fingers it's like here the, the fingers one and now it just comes out as many and that, but we all know that we're one and we can all go back into that oneness. So the divine father supports all that. And it isn't that I am different than the divine father. We are, we're one, but I carry on the, what might be called the feminine qualities. And birthing is one of those qualities. Wow. Is, is this the fact of all universes? Or is it just one, our universe? Like, you know, science is speaking about oh, parallel all universes. Them. All of them. He says all universes. Oh, wow. <laughs> There's that impulse to create. And then at a certain time when the, when the universe has fulfilled its... Um, its purpose, it collapses. It goes into silence. It goes into that silent presence. Um, I mean, this happens in hundreds of billions and trillions of years from now. It's not like soon. But um, if you read some of the ancient Vedic texts, I, um, I, I have studied lightly, not intensely, but the Vedic tradition of India which is a tr tremendous, filled with tremendous knowledge. But um, eventually the, the universes are created and then they dissolve and then they are created again like that. But this is over, I mean, hundreds of trillions of years, longer than we can really even imagine. But this must be amazing for you that you have this direct connection and she's speaking to you. Uh, how, 
Yeah. Um, can we all have that connection? Yes, yes, yes. And I teach people how to do that. And um, because that's the whole, I mean, what I finally, you know, settled on was I want other people to know, to, to I want to empower people in their own self. Because this is, you know, that's what I was empowered in is my own self. And we can speak to the divine, to, to whatever, Mother Mary. Um, and I call, I say the divine mother because I call her, she's the overarching mother, that, that sort of first impulse that comes out. Even, I mean, I've even, shall I, okay. So if you, there's an ancient book called the Bhagavad Gita. It's from the um, Hindu scriptures. And in the Bhagavad Gita, it talks about the, there are three main deities are Brahma, Vishnu, and Shiva. Um, and if you know anything about them, that's, they, they create and maintain and dissolve the universe. So it talks about their lifespans in this book. And it tells, you know, all these hundreds of trillions of years that their lifespan goes. And then it's, and then there's the question, is there anyone's lifespan longer than that? And there's, they, it, the, 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 the scripture says, yes, it's the divine mother. And her lifespan is like 10 times longer than, than their lifespans. So indicating to me anyway, that she created them. So so I thought that was pretty pretty amazing. So that's why I'm like, Divine Mother, you're when she says I'm first cause, she means that first impulse that comes out of that unbounded absolute presence. And um because that it's the creative impulse which is universally associated with the, the feminine. I mean everywhere that first cause that impulse to create birth is a feminine quality and then of course i don't understand what created her you know oh oh well i know <laughs> <laughs> okay well it's pretty abstract i mean because i've investigated this um and it's i mean i don't know if we want to go here but oh Sorry. We have a few minutes left so we can go there a little bit. Okay. Okay. But I do want to tell everyone how to talk to Divine Mother too. Okay. Awesome. Um, so anyway, it's just, there's this amorphous sea, this ocean of wholeness, and it starts to warm up. It starts to warm up. And then it, it warms up and there's an impulse of love. The first impulse that comes out of that, of that pure potentiality, which that wholeness um, holds, is an impulse of love. Mm -hmm. And that impulse is the impulse to love something, something else. Wow. Okay, I hope I'm I'm saying yeah, this that's right beautiful. Right. That means that everything is love. That everything comes exactly. from exactly. Mm. And so what happens is the mother creates 
an expression of herself in order to love herself. Oh, wow. And then, and then out of all of that comes all the expressions of all of us who are also created to love each other. And the love is tremendously creative. So it's, it's as I understand it, the most creative power in the universe. And it creates all these wonderful things that, that we create, that humans create, and, uh, and other beings that aren't human create. And, um, and so, yeah, the universe is a universe of love. It's, it's wow. beautiful, just like that. Um, all right I, yeah let let uh, if you want to teach us how we can do, uh, connect yeah. with the divine mother or communicate right yes because i i well anyway i've taught myself and practice so here's what there i i've honed it down now to four steps um and if anyone wants to go to my website we you can I can talk more about it and explain more about it there but um, it's a I teach a class called dialogue with divine mother so so first of all it's important to get very clear and that's what my divine tools do these energy tools that I've created um, I don't know if you want to tell your your viewers the members that I'm so happy to be talking with um, that they are uh, oh, that I have a book called Divine Mother um, Healing, which lists all of these tools, like the divine light, the divine love, something called the Go Command. Anyway, they're they're all in this book. Um, I, oh, that they're on my the meditation that I do. I use those tools. So anyway, um, so you get settled and quiet, and then you say, Divine Mother, come forth. That's really all you have to do. She's so available. But you do it with your heart voice. You say, Divine Mother, come forth. And then you wait. You, you don't go searching. You just settle back and wait. Divine Mother, come forth. And what you're waiting for is an impulse of energy to... That's her. It, it, she is coming forth as a vibration, as an energy. So different people will notice that first impulse in different ways. Some people will notice a, a warmth in their heart. Other people notice a little thrill in their system. Um, there are many different ways people notice it. So don't discount whatever you're noticing. So Because the next question you ask is to that energy you say, are you divine mother? And then you settle back again. You just, again, be in that sort of silent presence and notice what the energy does. You've just talked to it. You've said, are you divine mother? And now it's going to answer you and it'll answer vibrationally. And what, so if, so notice if that vibration expands or rises or deepens, does something to become bigger, to indicate it's bigger. In the, in the vibrational language, the expansion is a yes. A contraction is a no. And the nothing happening 
we, we just consider that a no too. It just means we haven't noticed what's happening. So don't go with when nothing happens. You really want to get the yes. So the first question is, are you, Divine Mother come forth? It's, it's a call. Um, and then the second one, when you notice something, you say, are you Divine Mother? And again, using the heart voice is important because the intellect can negate anything. So just the heart is open and receptive. And if you get an expansion, are you divine mother? And you get a yes. Then this is an important question. Do you come in the name of divine truth? You want to ask that because you don't want to the divine truth is do you come in the name of that infinite unity of life? The divine truth is that we are all one. Every other truth is a temporary truth, except for that one. It's true that we're a certain age, but that'll change in a year. It's true that the sun is shining, but that will change in several billion years. So we're looking for the truth that never changes, the divine truth. So we ask if she comes in the name of the divine truth. Yes. And you, you're, again, looking for an expansion. Um, and then if you get that, a yes on that, you say, what is your message? And then again, you wait. You, you, you're sort of rising up with a question and then settling back after you ask it and wait for the response. And in the beginning, you may not get words as a message, but you'll get images perhaps, or some people get visuals, or you might get a feeling. It might be as simple as, I love you. You'll get a feeling of love. That's very often the first um, communication that people get something about love or I'm protecting you so you have to then learn how to intuit the the energies the answer that you're getting and as you practice it it gets more clear and you you learn how to put words onto the onto the vibration so you're really learning how to speak a vibrational language. And it's and as you practice, you get better and better at it. And, and in the classes I teach, we we have classes, eight weeks where we practice every week and so on. So people can I definitely have have never found anyone who can't do it. It's it's really I've discovered that it's just part of our nature to be able to do this. Oh wow! It's part of what we're designed to do is is talk with the divine. Oh so, wow! Yeah, I love that way of looking at it, because that doesn't feel natural in a way. It feels natural to be asking, but maybe not. Sorry. <laughs> maybe not to receive an answer, but why not? Right now, why not? Why well, not? Yeah. Ask and you shall receive is a law of the universe. That is true. And like you said, there's so many of those those sentences or, or quotes or what 
you know, sayings that are in old scriptures that you are experiencing that seems to be true. It's yes. not just a sentence that sounds nice. Uh, it's real wisdom. And I love that you gave us some tools today because you really did. And also, I love what I learned from your experience. And that was especially that you asked powerful questions to God and you let it go. That's another, you know, law or tip from many spiritual teachers. Let it go. You really let it go. And then it came. It came with grace. But then you had to search. It didn't come, you know, in your lap, like all your uh, questions. You had to go and search for a long time. And you meditated for a long time. And slowly but surely, more and more came. But you also had to heal things and be ready for things mm -hmm. and vibrate on a certain frequency, it seems like, to be able to receive this. And I mean, I'm just learning so much from your experience not to say that this is the path for everybody but it seems like to me there are some similarities that yes we can have spiritual experiences by grace that it just happens but then also when we put in the work and we do not give up and we you stay there you stay there you stay there why is it not coming then one day something happens and I, I love that. It just gives some hope and some explanations on, at least to me, on how I can communicate with, you know, there are some issues in my life that I haven't resolved, but maybe I haven't really either let go or I haven't asked enough or I haven't practiced enough. There's still many things I can do, I'm feeling right now, that I haven't done. <laughs> Yeah. So this was so interesting. Thank you for sharing like the whole story. Well, you're welcome. You're welcome. And um, it was a joyful experience sharing it with you. And and Divine Mother, she she wants to talk to everyone. I mean, and you know, a lot of people think what I do is channel Divine Mother, and they use the word channeling. And channeling is a way of bringing something in from from a more etheric, subtle plane. Um, but I think of myself as being in internal conversation. And um, and so I don't consider it's definitely not trans-channeling where you 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 know you give up your your body to something else. It's really enlivening your body more, waking it up. The divine qualities within you start to become much more activated so um so i mean I'm, I'm encouraging everyone to at least try to talk start start <laughs> and then there's an important thing to do and that is to discern that what you've really got is the divine stream um because you can people can get messed up if they're talking to some I don't know, lesser being, lower level entity that just wants to manipulate you. So you have, that's why that question, do you come in the name of divine truth is so significant because everything in the universe knows what the truth is. They may not be living it. They may not even be encouraging it, but the truth is that we are all one. We are 
connected. And they will say no then if they're a lower entity? Yeah, okay. They will. Yeah, you'll get a no. And then if you get a no, you have to say go into the light or, or break it. The break command is one of my this energy tools where you just break up the energy. Break, 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 break. Yeah, and, I remember um, that in the meditation. Yeah. That was powerful. Yeah. Right. So you break up any any disruptive negative energies. Break, 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 and um, and then you're clear. And then you can ask again, Divine Mother, come forth. And the question, oh. next question, and do you come in the name of Divine Truth? So the discernment process is very significant. Yeah. And, um, yeah, I love that you point that out because it's not just to connect with anything it's really to connect with what you want to connect with well yeah it's to connect to the highest level and yeah. and i say divine mother but jesus you know jesus and divine mother had the same message love mm -hmm. love was intrinsic to their message so many people or mother mary i mean she's like um beautiful i mean amazing and she's she is one with the divine mother she's our christian expression of that divine mother mm. and so kuan yin who's very popular there's a lot of interest in kuan yin these days she is a divine mother from the buddhist tradition and uh and they're all they're all one and yet they have their own flavors um you know one kuan yin is pure compassion mother mary is just so she's she's definitely compassion and and healing you know embracing um who else do i call on i call on all of the ones from the um the Shik judy judaism has shekinah um hinduism has a number of them lakshmi saraswati and they all symbolize different aspects of the divine. Lakshmi's the abundance. Um, Saraswati's the wisdom. And uh, they, you, you ask, do you come in the name of the divine truth? And they, they do, <laughs> oh. because they're they're coming from that unity. They haven't lost the connection of the wholeness and the oneness, which is the truth of who we are, who of who we all are. Yeah. Anyway, I could I could go on and on. Oh wow. Yeah, th this is just so huge. And, and when you're you're talking about, you know, Mary Magdalene and all these um divine mothers in different cultures, I guess that means that we can, you know, we personalize it to understand it better better that it's maybe easier to connect with that instead of the yes. big exactly. divine mother that seems to That's right. Yeah. Tangible. It, yeah. It is easier to connect with somebody you're familiar with. Right. With a divine being that you're familiar with. Right. So, oh, this was beautiful. I encourage everybody, either or both, go into Connie's website and see what she's got there or check out her Masterclass in Wisdom from North membership. Uh, I'm very, very grateful for it. It was so beautiful. It's coming out in February 2023 uh, with our membership. And there was such a beautiful meditation there that was really healing to me. So thank you so much for sharing and what a story and what a gift you have to bring forward to people. And thank you so much for doing what you're doing and for showing up today. You're welcome. 
And and also in the master class, really what I wanted to do is empower you, empower the people, you know, that that mm-hmm. see it. Um, to really like realize, oh, I I can do this. I have these tools. I can I can change my life or even the world. We can change the world with vibrational tools. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you're teaching us how to be our own energy healer and that's so important too. Right. That's it. That's the, that's the title. Yeah. So beautiful. Well, thank you so much, Connie. Thank you for being here today. Nice to be with you. And thank you for watching everybody. Much light from Norway and the U S bye-bye. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. you want to become more who you are and live in alignment with your soul's purpose and explore a deeper meaning with your life, then you are most welcome to join Wisdom from North membership. If you want to go deeper, you can find all our English online courses and programs at wisdomfromnorth.com. You can also find us on Instagram and Facebook and YouTube just by searching for Wisdom from North. Until the next episode, much light from here.